0: Hello and welcome to the Big Egg Joshi Podcast, the podcast dedicated to introducing you both new and old Joshi promotions. My name is Kay. For this episode, I decided to talk about Neo-Japanese Ladies Wrestling. So, Neo was founded during the AJW financial struggle in 1997 by former AJW star Kyoko Inoue, who broke off from AJW, took some wrestlers with her from other promotions, and formed Neo. Their first show was on January 9th, 1998. And had all nine members of their roster wrestle multiple times due to how small the roster was. Uh, the main event of the show was Etsuka Mita, Miwa Shimoda, and Saya Endo versus Asari, Kyoko Inoue, and Yoshiko Tamura. Pretty good match if you can find it. Uh, a big early program of NEO was a feud between Kyoko Inoue and Lion Asuka, both having a bit of history between the two from the AJW days. Uh, The feud culminated in a big title match for the Trans Wrestling Federation belt, which uh, fun fact, was a belt in JD Star at that time uh, before they relinquished ownership of it a couple years later. Um, On October 29th, 1998, the promotion featured a uh, match between Kyoko Inoue and Aja Kong for Kyoko Inoue's 10th anniversary as a wrestler. Uh, If you're able to find this match, especially this one, I highly recommend it, it was a very very good match, uh, early Aja Kong on the top of her game, Kyoko a away, pretty good on her end as well, it was a very very good match, I uh, highly recommend it. So, uh, to get back to, to the uh, promotion, during the summer of 1998, Neo feuded with JWP and AJW, which uh, gave us some really good interpromotional matches, uh, quite a few of them if you're able to find most of them. Uh, they are. It was really cool to see the uh, JWP and AJW especially work together because uh, they were the two biggest promotions at the time. Uh, during this feud, Inoue won the original red belt, or the WWWA World Championship from Yumika Hota, with uh, Hota winning it back at the end of the uh, feud between AJW and Neo uh, on the October twenty-second, 1999 show. So Neo, unfortunately, would shut its doors for the first time on January 6, 2000, the uh, final show having Inoue wrestle the entire roster, and then at the end uh, apologize for the promotion failing uh, in front of the fans in attendance, uh, it seemed to be pretty heartbroken that it had happened. Um, however, the closure itself would not last very long. Uh, they would come back March 16, 2000, after Inoue found financial backing. So from this point, NEO would be more successful than it had been prior, uh, running Itabashi Green Hall for most of their events and Korokan Hall for their bigger shows. Much like uh, most promotions do today with uh, Shinkiba and Korokan. So uh, after AJW closed in 2005, they would be the top promotion, top judge promotion at the time, having uh, consistent success and maintaining a pretty decent crowd size, uh, despite the downturn at the time in the uh, scene. Uh, they were still very successful, put on some of the best matches, had a lot of freelancers coming in and out. It was a very good time for them. Uh, however, the uh, success would only last them two years as Inoue herself would have to step away due to complications with pregnancy, and that would hurt them quite a bit as she was still their top star. Um, uh, what would hurt the promotion a lot more is uh, two years later, they would have two of their biggest stars, Etsukamita and Harka Matsuo, who was an idol that they were using as their popular figure. They both would retire, and that would uh, be a major, major blow for them. So uh, finally, on May 5th, 2000, Neo would close his doors for good, uh, following several more retirements and losing two of their youngest talents, their big uh, rookies they had at the time, that really they were trying to bank on. So the final days of Neo well, was a struggle. They couldn't produce any young talent. I had trouble even getting people to sign up to go to the dojo, even offering free classes at one point, but just couldn't get anybody to come in the doors or stick around for longer than maybe a week or so in the dojo. Um so Neo is a good example of uh what was the biggest problem at the time, or well, one are the big problems in the judges see the time which caused the downturn, which is the over reliance on a lot of the older talent, a lot of the old guard from the AJW and JWP and all these bigger names, uh a heavy reliance on them, um, but a not re- not really establishing a uh younger core, younger rosters to keep fresh blood into the scene. Uh Neo had two great years. Uh, I'd argue a third year if you count the year uh, before uh, the year leading into Inoue's, uh retiring or stepping away. They um, were kind of a big, big promotion at that point, and uh, still have a lot of accolades and um, influence on the uh, pro- on promotions even today. Uh, they revolutionized high speed wrestling. Uh, some might say they invented it. They uh, they didn't, but they definitely made it a staple style in wrestling. So some recommended matches from Neo uh, that I recommend is uh, Mimu Shimoda versus Masaki Ohada from 12-15-2010. So Ohada, uh, fun fact, was in JD Star for its last three months. That's sort of where she came from, but uh, three months in uh, and they uh, closed their doors. And so she became a freelancer and uh, probably one of the best wrestlers at a certain point. Um, so to move on, Manami Toyota vs. Sakasa Fujimoto uh, from 725 2010. Uh, Manami Toyota vs. Fujimoto is just a classic no matter how many times they've faced each other. Every one of those matches has been good. Um, triple Tales, that being the team of Io Shirai, Mio Miyoshirai, and Kana, or WWE Asuka, versus Asami Kawasaki, Hikari Hikaru Shida, and Yoshiko Tamura from the 720 2010 show. Um, if you've seen any Triple Tails matches, you would immediately know how great they were. So, I uh, highly recommend that one. Another match is Etskamita and Haruko Matsuo versus Kyoko Kumura and Tsubasa Karagi from the 3.13.05 show, which was pretty good. Um, Double Inoue, which is the team of Kyoko Inoue and her sister, Takako Inoue, versus Karu Ito and Manami Toyota from the 8-11-1999 show. That match uh, was very very good. Uh, I was able to find it on YouTube. Just Google it and um, or put it in the YouTube bar. It's a very good match. And the uh, aforementioned earlier Kyoko Inoue versus Aja Kong match from 10-20-1999. or nineteen ninety eight. I'm sorry. Uh, again, really good match. Highly recommend. It, it was just a phenomenal match. So uh, some interesting facts about Neo is the um, as I mentioned there they were sort of revolutionary in the high speed wrestling. And it's sort of making that a staple style. Uh, so their high-speed belt was actually one of the biggest uh, belts or most coveted titles, really. Or at least one of the more important titles. So before they had closed, they had been working with uh, Ice Ribbon. And then they sort of worked with Stardom a little bit. So when they had closed, both Stardom and Ice Ribbon were trying to get uh, possession and ownership of the Neo high-speed belt. And uh, as most of you probably watch Stardom now know, Stardom is in possession of it. Um, so, it was sold to Rossi, and that was sort of it. It's caused a little bit of tension between, or more tension between Ice Ribbon and Stardom, if you know anything about that. Um, the belt itself, the design of the Neo High Speed belt, was designed by both, uh, WWE's Asuka, or Khan at the time, and Kyoko Noe herself, both sort of designed that themselves. It was a cool-looking belt with a line on it and everything, to represent speed and ferocity. So, um... Neo, again, like I said, helped establish uh, high-speed wrestling as a style. So they're pretty big on that. I don't think you would have high-speed wrestling if Neo didn't popularize it. They definitely didn't invent it, but they certainly made uh, it more of a style. Um, Another fun fact, they were the final home of the AWF Championship, which, uh, if you remember, I mentioned that in the J.D. Star episode. They were the final sort of resting place for that belt before it was vacated and ultimately retired forever. Um, so I would, here this is where I'd probably be breaking down the notable names in NEO. However, uh, unfortunately they didn't produce very many talent of their own, and the ones that they have, have gone on to be bigger in other promotions. So I wanted to save covering some of them until I covered those promotions, as sort of their days in NEO were very unimportant. Most of them were just really rookies and weren't treated, uh, like the big stars that they would become later. Um, a lot of the roster also was a lot of legends and older wrestlers that were from AJW and JWP, and I kind of want to wait to cover them in those, so I sort of won't be covering that. Also, they had a lot of freelancers, um, and a lot of those weren't even remotely part of their roster. Um, so another fun fact, I guess, is uh, Kyoko Inoue herself is still currently active, despite the uh, having to step away from the pregnancy complications she had earlier in the year, or earlier in her career. Um, so she runs a promotion now currently called Diana, and so when I get to that, that's when I want to talk more about Kyoko Inoue because she's sort of the head figure in Diana, sort of runs it, um, is her own flagship, and it's, a uh, it's a lot to talk about and unpack with Diana, especially Inoue herself and her sort of approach to wrestling. But since I'm not going to, uh, break down some of the names, I thought I'd list some of the big names that have come through, um... Uh, Come through Neo or it would have become bigger later. So, uh, those names would be Kugetsu. Some of you know her from Stardom. Some of you might know her from Sendai Girls and Stardom. Um, Hiroyo Matsumoto, you know, Lady Godzilla, pretty big name, wrestles for Oz Academy currently. Uh, Misaki Ohada, who I mentioned earlier. Nanai Takahashi, uh, currently the owner and uh, runner of Seedling, also still wrestles. Mima Shimoda, long since retired. Asaka uh, Hirota, great comedy wrestler. Uh, currently resides mostly in Wave. Hikaru Shida, Makoto, Kyoko Inoue, Mio Shirai, and Kana slash Asuka. So I think Mio was signed to them at one point for a brief year or two before she left. Um, but she was not definitely not a product of Neo. She came from Asuka's training. Um. And I just could go on. They've had so many people come through there that would eventually become bigger, that uh, it really hammers a home, hammers home how important they could have been to the Joshi scene had they been able to stick around. But just a combination of bad luck, you know, losing people and having them retire, um, it's just really bad points. And the inability to even create younger stars or keep younger stars around just kind of doomed them. Neo is sort of the uh, big what if in to- in uh, Joshi. And uh, I thought it would be good to kind of cover them. They definitely left some form of a legacy. Again, high-speed wrestling being the most the notable thing to come from them. But um, with that being said, this is where I'll end episode 5. Uh, next week's episode, we'll be talking about Marvelous. So please look forward to that. And so uh, I've been Kay. And remember, enjoy Joshi Pro Wrestling.